coming up. Question, if Jesus came into here today, what would he turn over? What, is there something here that doesn't align with it being a house where people communicate with God? Would he come in, put his fingers into your head and toss out all those negative attitudes? <laughs> Would he overturn your brain? <laughs> because you, you're thinking about divisive stuff, and stuff that you, you in your mind, you ridiculing your sister over there and you, you, you doing all this stuff and it doesn't align with this being a house of prayer. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. Here's something to think about. How often do you stop and reflect on the lessons you've learned in life? Daily? Weekly? Never? Thankfully, we have a teacher who doesn't mind teaching the most important things we need to know. In the message series, Lessons from Walking with Jesus, Pastor Robert unpacks some truths we can depend on, taken directly from the life and perspective of the greatest teacher that ever lived and those who walked with him. Here's the second message in the series, Promotion of Prayer. So it's not an outrageous thing for Jesus to say, you should, man should always pray. Again, we're not talking about you talking to God. We're talking about the dialogue that you should always be open and ready to receive God's communication to you and to communicate back to him. It should always be turned on. And that's the point about this. We're not putting enough intention on communicating with the creator. And the funny thing is, he's not someone who's like, I don't care about communicating with. No, he's saying, I want to talk to you. In fact, he is sending messages. But you don't have the tune on to catch your attention. I guess, I guess God got to send his message with an attachment of Stevie Wonder for you to get it. <laughs> I don't know. What is it for you? Whatever, you? whatever sounds you like. I guess when God talking to you, he has to send it that way, and then you go like, oh, that's God. <laughs> when you hear, I'm very superstitious. I don't know. So, you know, I don't know. Whatever it is that you need to hear to say, Get your attention so God can talk to you. Yeah, Elijah had a problem. He, he was trying to hear from God, and he, he thought it was coming um, through the wind and the, the, the thunder and stuff. And then it ended up coming in a still, small voice. God's communication. So man should always should always pray. All right. So that first, your, make prayer your primary activity. Look at uh, Isaiah 56, 7. So Jesus told them to always pray, right? Look what Isaiah 56, 7 says. Uh, before I read this, I got to tell you this. This is Isaiah. The book of Isaiah. Um, there are some reasons the book of Isaiah should be significant to you 
Because our teacher <laughs> highlighted Isaiah on many occasions. And Isaiah highlighted our teacher on many occasions. It, it was from the book of Isaiah that says, a child is born unto us. Y'all get that? It came out of Isaiah. Y'all with me? Uh, Isaiah said, and then, then Jesus, when he got here, was in the synagogue and pulled out a scroll and started to read from the book of Isaiah, chapter 61 to be specific. And he told them today this verse is fulfilled in your presence. I'm saying that to you because our teacher was very familiar with the book of Isaiah. And it's relevant to this message today that we understand how familiar our teacher was with Isaiah. So here, Isaiah 56, 7 says, these I bring to my holy mountain. Now, these he's talking about is foreigners, folks who are not from the tribe or the children of Israel. I bring to the holy mountain and give them joy in my house of prayer. The burnt offerings and sacrifices will be accepted on my altar, for my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations. Y'all hear what Isaiah said? And what God is saying through Isaiah? That his house should be called a house of prayer. And we're going to talk more about this later because Jesus quoted this scripture. And we'll talk more about that in a minute. Mark 11, 11 says this. Jesus entered Jerusalem and went into the temple courts. He looked around at everything, but since it was already late, he went out of, to Bethany with the 12. You're there. You're walking with Jesus. Jesus goes into Jerusalem. He enters into the temple courts. Y'all there? He looked around at everything. Everything. Remember, he's familiar with Isaiah. He's familiar that the house should be called a house of prayer. And Jesus enters the courts. I, I, I'm sorry, son. I'm, I'm going to go out the camera. I might go out the camera here a little bit. Jesus enters the courts. He comes in. He looks at everything. Everything. We're his disciples. We should be like Jesus. I might start doing a test, y'all. I might just start putting something somewhere in the room and see how many of y'all notice it. Jesus comes in. He looks at everything. At everything. And when we connect the dots to that, we can see he was so uh, pay so much attention to detail about it because it's a place that matters. 
that means something. And we should be paying attention to detail. Because God wants his place, and we'll talk more about this in a few minutes, to be called what? A house of prayer. This means that everything we do, every aspect of everything we do, should be geared toward becoming a place where people can communicate with God. That's it. Everything we do so people can come in, hear from God, and talk to God. Geared toward this being a place where dialogue with the creator of the universe happens. Jesus comes in, looks at everything. Can you see Jesus in here looking at everything? He's even, because he's God, he's even looking into your bones and marrow. <laughs> he's even looking into your heart and mind, and he's saying, oh, he ain't really focused today, is he? <laughs> he's saying that you thinking about a hamburger, not him. He, he, he comes in and he's looking at everything. All right. <laughs> Point number two. I'm, I'm harping on this for a reason. Point number two. Be sure to be a promoter of prayer. Be sure to be a promoter of prayer. Mark 11, 12 through 14 says, The next day... As they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. Seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf, he went to find out if it had any fruit. When he reached it, he found nothing but leaves, because it was not the season for figs. Then he said to the tree, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard him say it. Now, understand this, that there, there's a bunch of beliefs about this passage. They talk about the tree being a hypocritical tree because it had leaves, and typically when it have leaves, it has fruit. And on this one, it didn't have any fruit, so they say the tree was an a, 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 a example of hypocrisy. But that's not why I put this passage here. Because I put this passage here because it comes up later, and Jesus uses this instance to teach his disciples about prayer. We'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. All right. So Jesus cursed the tree and said, ain't nobody, you ain't going to bear no more fruit ever. And they heard it. Understand, Jesus is the master teacher. So he's, he's using this as an object lesson. We'll see later to his disciples because he's a master teacher. Point number three, be sure to be a protector of prayer. Be sure to be a protector of prayer. Mark eleven fifteen 15 through 17, it says, on reaching Jerusalem, 
Jesus entered the temple courts and began driving out those who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of, the, of those selling doves and would not allow anyone to carry merchandise through the, through the temple courts. And as he taught them, he said, it is, is it not written, my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have made it a den of robbers. Y'all see here, Jesus entered the temple courts before, and what did he do? He looked around at everything, right? He's there now, and some shenanigans is going on. And just look at what he does. He overturns tables. <laughs> he pro prohibited them from carrying merchandise. And he told us why he did it. He said, because it is written. Where is it written? Book of Isaiah. That my house will be called a house of prayer. So Jesus wasn't protecting the building he was protecting the purpose of the building. He overturned the tables because what was happening wasn't something that was in alignment with the house being known as a house of prayer. Y'all with me? He overturned the tables because it wasn't in alignment with it being a house of prayer. Question, if Jesus came into here today, what would he turn over? What, is there something here that doesn't align with it being a house where people communicate with God? Would he come in, put his fingers into your head, and toss out all those negative attitudes? Huh? Huh? Would he overturn your brain? <laughs> because you, you are thinking about divisive stuff and stuff that you, you in your mind, you ridiculing your sister over there. And you, you, you're doing all this stuff. And it doesn't align with this being a house of prayer. Would he shut up your mouth because you're criticizing your sister, speaking ill about your brother or sister? Because it doesn't align with this being a house of prayer where people communicate with God. That's why he overturned the tables. He want it to be known as a place where people come to commune. Not only come to it, but actually do it when they get there. They commune with God. He was protecting prayer. So we should protect it, too. That's why. It's one of the reasons why when somebody's praying, somebody stands and blocks the door. No movement. Nobody coming in while prayer is happening. It's not just a ritual. See, understand, it's not just a ritual and something rule. No. We, prayer is special. You're talking to the creator. That should mean something. We should value when somebody's talking to the creator. It's a house of prayer. He was protecting it. Number four, prayer should prevail to all people groups. 
Prayer should prevail to all people groups. Mark eleven seventeen. as he taught them, he said, is it not written, my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations, for all nations. So God is saying, I welcome into covenant with me all people. Now, he's not saying bring all your different religions. He's saying, no, you, if you're willing to adhere to the principles, the teachings of Jesus Christ, you're welcome. You're welcome. Okay? That's what he's saying. So we're, we, we welcome all people. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. You know God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin so that you could live with him forever. If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I sinned against you. I've made some mistakes in my life. I believe that Jesus died for my sins and my mistakes, and I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me to reflect the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to personally welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to connect with the church near you so that you can learn more about Jesus, grow closer to God, and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at QuenchLifeCF to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. And then, years later, Pete is at the gate of the temple. And this man is begging. And Pete says, I don't have no silver or gold. What I do have, I'm going to give you. And, I, and can you just see the, the, the replay in his head? The withered tree. The withered tree withered tree and Pete says rise up and walk in the name of Jesus Christ <laughs> it, it is enough to be like our teacher it's enough Pete got the message thank you for listening